Hello everyone, welcome to the Jake and the Pain podcast. I'm here with my boy Nikki Patton, and we're going to give you our Selection Sunday recap and a tournament preview. We're going to go through each region, region by region, go through every game. We're going to give you our upset locks, our sleepers, and who we think is going to make it out, and eventually we'll go through, come back at the end, and tell you who we think is going to end up cutting down the nets in San Antonio. So let's just, uh, we're ready to get started, and... I don't know, it may, some of you may know, but Nikki is one of my best friends, an avid college basketball fan. I think he's been checking Bracketology about three times a day since <laughs> November started. No doubt. Yeah, and I mean, it's gotten less and less exciting as Maryland Terrapins have gotten worse <laughs> and worse over the season. <laughs> steady decline as a dropout out of Joe Lenardi's brackets, but he's still excited. We just watched the probably worst Selection Sunday show of all time. Of course. Kind of, I t- kind of took the whole fun, ang- like the anxiousness out of it. Kind of, I felt I felt myself like reciting the alphabet like a million times in my head. Like, <laughs> oh, did they did they pass this letter yet? Like, is this team out yet? And they tried to do it like funny and try to like they tried to do the thing. I don't know if you caught it when it was like, oh, is Notre Dame in it? Is Notre Dame in it? Like. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? I, I did not like it. Yeah, no. Nah, uh, the thing I didn't like about it, the crowd was kind of weird. Yeah, I thought they overdid weird. it with the crowd, they definitely. Made, they made it like a game show. Like, yeah. They had like a laugh track on it. It's like, I miss them in the studio. Just miss Chuck on the on the touch screen. Like, yeah. just go back. If it, if, it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, yeah. But Selection Sunday was already like, I mean, they had the brackets leaked. Like, they already were going through enough problems. I, I don't mm-hmm. think they need to do this. I don't think it benefited anyone. And I just think it was a wait a fifteen minute waste of everyone's time. Yeah. But in the end, they got through the brackets, and so first off, the first one they revealed with the South region, uh, the yeah South, um, as they were doing it, Nikki and I are both losing it as oh. basically we could easily pick four of these teams to go to the final <laughs> four. So just to start, I mean, obvi- obviously we're both assuming Virginia's yeah, gonna Virginia is going to take care of UMBC. Of Kind of an eight-nine toss-up game between Creighton and Kansas State. Mm-hmm. I have Creighton. Who do you have? Yeah, I like Creighton. Uh, I don't think Kansas State has a big enough like resume. They don't have that many great wins. I mean, they lost to Kansas three. T- or, yeah, three yeah they lost to Kansas three times. They lost to Texas Tech twice. Um, they lost to West Virginia both times. Uh, I guess their best win is Oklahoma wants. I mean, I, I, from here. I just think it was a benefit. They got the benefit of the doubt by playing in a loaded Big 12 conference. I don't think they were that good. Mm. I don't. Think, I mean, if you look, they lost to Kansas three times, lost Texas Tech twice, they lost to West Virginia twice. Like they didn't beat the top tier teams in the conference. Right. But when you look at it, I mean, they did have a decent showing, and they did beat TCU twice. Mm-hmm. They beat Oklahoma once. I mean, who even knows what Oklahoma is anymore? But they took care of their wins, so they were able to get a 19. But I don't think they're good. I don't yeah. think they're that good. Yeah. Then we have Kentucky Davidson, which really, I think, kind of a trap game because I was ready to pick <laughs> Davidson right away after they won the A10 tournament. But I also like Kentucky. I have Kentucky making it out, but I think Davidson's going to give them all they can handle. I mean, Keelan Grady, really talented freshman. They run a really good offense, and they're legit. I mean, Kentucky's going to get all they can handle. Kentucky. Did not get a good draw at all after finishing mm-hmm. the season pretty strong. And well, that's going to be a great game. 5-12 matchup. Everyone loves to pick those upsets. What do you have? Yeah, uh, I like I actually like Davidson with this one. Uh, they actually run like very efficient offense, top like top in the league. Payne Aldrich is a great player. I don't know. I think Davidson could do it. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, that's definitely a toss-up game for me. And then next we have Arizona-Buffalo. Buffalo, some t- 
tournament success in the past with their coach Bobby Hurley, now moved on to Arizona State. I like Arizona, as we'll see it later in the show. I like Arizona a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked Arizona a little bit too much in the past years, but I think this is really their team. DeAndre Ayton's probably the most dominant player in the country. Alonzo Trier, one of my favorite players. I think he's the most slept-on player in the draft. He averaged 20 points a game on 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the line. Basketball fans, you guys know it's crazy efficient. Yeah. So I think they're going to give – I think they'll take care of Kentucky pretty handedly because they have a good balance of experience. They got – Parker Jackson Cartwright back there in the backcourt to go along with Trier. They have upperclassmen. They have experience, balance with talent. I don't think Kentucky's there yet. So I think Arizona's going to win that game. I think take care of Kentucky. What about you? Yeah, uh, I, I'll definitely take Arizona with this one. Although Buffalo, you know, they could do it. They got four guys averaging between 14, yeah. 16 points per game. It's pretty mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, no, they have a balanced scoring attack. And I mean, they're averaging 85 points a game, putting up numbers. Yeah. I mean, going down the line, then we have this was the draw we were most mad at, both of us. We'd been looking oh. at, we've both been looking at Loyola <laughs> Chicago since I think November. We we had eyed them. They've been oh, yeah. since and then they then they beat Florida and we're like, all right, like I'm a thousand percent picking this team in the tournament. Yeah. No matter what happens, and then of course they get Miami, who has <laughs> if you read my article, was one of my people one of my teams that I think could make a deep run. I took Miami. I don't know how that's gonna go. That could I think that game could hurt my bracket in the long run. Loyola Chicago took care of their conference. They looked really, really good. But I just think Miami, they picked up a couple big wins. They're playing really well, even though they didn't look that good against North Carolina. Chris Likes, the freshman from D.C., and Lonnie Walker, the McDonald's All-American, are finally finding their way, and I think they're going to play really well in the tournament. And I think they should get past Loyola Chicago. Yeah, um, I, I like this Miami team. Uh, you know, they've been playing well very lately. But uh, Loyola Chicago, I keep going back and forth. Can't decide between this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Loyola Chicago, they run a, their defense is very good. Clayton Custer is a great player. You know, uh, I, it'll be a great, tough matchup, definitely. But as of now, I'm going with Loyola Chicago. But however, Miami could go the lead yeah. eight, you know. Yeah. And then we, moving on down, we have Tennessee and Wright State. I mean, every once in a while you get those three 14 games. We had Georgia State, the R.J. Hunter oh, yeah. a couple years ago. <laughs> UAB beat Iowa State a couple years ago. So they happen. But for me, this Tennessee team is too balanced and too tough, too mentally tough for them to go in. Now it is March. Nothing. I mean, all stuff is immediately thrown out the window. But mm-hmm. just I don't, I don't think this Tennessee team is so poised to make a run. But I think just watching them like – to, to bounce back at Mississippi State a couple weeks ago. like I think they're poised, and I don't think they're the type of team that gets upset, so I have them moving on to the next round pretty smooth. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, uh, Although their offense sometimes isn't can be non-efficient, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I think they'll definitely move on in this one. And the next one, so we're supposed to do an upset lock for this thing, for this little region. <laughs> We're moving on down. I have not picked an, picked an upset in the first round, which I hate to do, but I really just didn't find one. But this is my upset, I guess, 10 over 7. Even though Texas has not played good basketball lately, they have a, a couple quality wins. They do have Matt Coleman. I like him a lot as their point guard, even though he's not crazy productive on the stat sheet. He runs the team well. And I just think at the end of the day, like this team has a lot to play for with Andrew Jones. They're leading their, I think he was their leading scorer mm-hmm. definitely yeah. one of their leading scorers going again being diagnosed with leukemia going to the hospital fighting that and I just think in March you need to find what you're playing for and I think this team has a lot to play for so I have them upsetting Nevada 
I don't know. I guess that that'll be my lock. I have much bolder <laughs> predictions down down the road for this show, but that's my upset lock for this show. Yeah, no, I took Texas too. Um, Nevada, they're they're a strong team, but you know they fell out early in their uh, conference tournament. Yeah, I don't know. I like Texas better in this yeah. one. They've dropped Nevada over the past couple of years. Yeah, I'm they kind have. Of surprised they past couple of days. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm days. kind of surprised <laughs> they end up with a seven, but whatever. So what would your yeah. what would be your upset lock for this? Region I'm still sticking with the Davidson one. Okay. Yeah, yeah I love I, like I love them. Yeah. Look, I mean, they they look really poised down the stretch against mm. a really good Rhode Island team. We know Rhode Island's been tested. And St. Bonaventure as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, that's two big wins in the conference tournament. Mm-hmm. And then we both have Cincinnati. I'm assuming nothing yeah, crazy there. So moving on, I have UVA taking care of Creighton, and Arizona taking care of Kentucky. Like I said before, I just don't see it there with Kentucky. The talent. It's kind of there, but at the people that follow recruiting know that Coach Cowden bringing his most talented classes here. Not a lot of one-and-done guys. Shy Alexander's really come on of late. I love his game. I think he's definitely going to be a lottery pick. Me as well. 6'6", six, six, lengthy point guard, good vision, really good, finding efficient ways to score the ball. Kevin Knox as well I think will end up being a top-10 pick. But other than those two guys, they don't really have that c- consistent scoring threat. And I just think Arizona's too good, and they have a chip on their shoulder as well, as I talked about before. I talked about it in my article. Like, you have Alonzo Cheer getting suspended for one game for that, like, trace amount. Like, he's ready to play. Sean Miller is ready to just put that all stuff behind him. I think this team's going to lock in. Yeah. And you, Ed, what do you have in that Sweet 16? Uh, Sweet 16 for that one. For do you have Virginia and Arizona? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got Virginia, uh, Virginia and Arizona in that one. But Nikki, I do have UVA. Moving Nikki on. And I, yeah, Nikki and I do think a lot the same. So you're going to see that a lot. We have a bunch of the same picks. So just bear with us if we're not giving you that like banter that you're looking for. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get there. And then I think we both have Miami moving on. Mm. I, I picked Loyola Chicago, but, you know, oh, as oh, I okay, said, so, I keep going okay. back and forth. Right, Miami so could I, be a lead eight. I have Miami going there because I just don't – I think Tennessee, like – Balance scoring is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Right. I mean, in the tournament, balance is great. Like, we look at these teams, sometimes they just roll out seven guys, and they're all on the same page, and that's how they win. But I just think with this Tennessee team, they're lacking that go-to guy, kind of, especially at the guard spot. So I just think Miami's going to, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> I think they're going to, I think their guard's going to come alive. Dewan Hewell's been playing really well as of late down low. And I just think this is a talented team, and Jim Lanning has been to the tournament before. He knows what it takes. I think they're going to move on, and I think that with Cincinnati as well. Yep, uh, agreed. Uh, Cincinnati will definitely move on. I think they'll play Tennessee in the next round. Yeah, you Tennessee? Yeah, I do have Tennessee. Okay. Uh, I did actually take Tennessee in uh, the next round, but as I said, you know, Miami could yeah, take yeah, over. That's, that's going to be what we call a game-time decision. Yeah, kind exactly. Of it out for a couple of nights and <laughs> come back to it that day of the tournament. Yeah, no doubt. Then moving up to the elite, uh, the Sweet 16, I'm sorry, we have UVA Arizona. To me, this was probably the hardest pick of the entire tournament yeah. for me. Just because you love UVA and you hate to go against them. But, like, mm. they're a great defensive team. And, yes, their offense got better. I love Kyle Guy's game. I think Ty Jerome is great. They go deep. Balance scoring, three-point shooters. They do it all. But I just think, like, it's March. One of these teams is going to get hot. And I think it could easily be Arizona. Like, Alonzo Trier can go for 30 a night. And I think DeAndre Ayton's really going to be a problem for them down low. They don't have that dominant big man. I think this is this is the one time UVA is actually going to run into kind of a wall. Arizona can light it up. They can go on a run. They have volume scores and they have talented guards. And I think it's going to be they it's going to be probably their hardest defense game of the season, other than Duke. 
I think. And I think mm-hmm. Arizona is just going to give them all they can handle. And I hate to say it, but I think UVA is going to crack in the Sweet 16. Yeah, I actually took UVA in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of boring, but <laughs> uh, they are 6-0 versus uh, top 25, yeah, no, which is pretty mean, impressive. They win. They win. Yeah, they There's do. no denying it. And uh, 53 points, opponents' points per game is pretty good too. I don't know. I think I think they'll move on. (laughs) It's unheard of. (laughs) That's a crazy stat to me. 53 points per game. I mean, you think about it's a 40-minute game. It's absolutely unreal. Yeah. Anyways, going down to the bottom, I have at first I was so tempted to pick the Miami Cincinnati thing, but then I knew I was kind of getting a little too carried away with the upsets. Cincinnati is still a very good team. They're probably interesting that UVA could play them in the Elite Eight because I think they're the two best defensive teams in the country. Cincinnati is really balanced scoring and I mean their resume isn't that good they are a 30 win team which is extremely impressive but a loss at Xavier to thir- by 13 they lost to Florida which early in the year wasn't a bad loss but that's kind of gotten worse as the season's gone on yeah agreed and they split with Wichita State like their resume doesn't blow you away but I think they actually got a pretty easy path to Elite Eight mm-hmm. but I so I have them losing to Arizona and I have Arizona going on to the final four Mm-hmm. Uh, I took Cincinnati in this one. Uh, Tennessee, as you said, you know the balance scoring is kind of an issue for them. Uh, Cincinnati, um, they they got some uh, Jacob Evans, great scorer. Mm-hmm. You know he can do it all. Yeah, I mean, they they go deep. They're balanced. They can do it all. They're poised. We saw it today they held their ground in that American Conference Championship. Um, very anti-American Conference. It's yeah, me too. <laughs> we're we're both on the same page with that. I. We were watching the games yesterday, and I kind of had the take that I think the A-10 is a better conference than the American, yeah. not by rankings. I mean, the American is three teams, mm-hmm. not 25. I just think they produce better teams for the tournament. I mean, A-10, you have Davidson, St. Bonaventure, and Rhode Island, which I all I all think could do some damage. Yeah, completely agreed. And so the way we're going to do this is we're actually going to go region by region, pick our Final Four teams, and then you, oh, you finished. You had Virginia going to the Yeah, final yeah, four. I did have Virginia okay, going so to the gonna Final do, Four. Right. We're going to do our Final Four picks, and then we're going to come back at the end after we've done all the regions and we're going to go through the final four national championship so mm-hmm. in case you're wondering if we're going to continue on with that we're going to go keep going region by region so the next one we're going to do is the region below them which is the west and to me nick and i are both having a lot of trouble oh. picking this not only is it a horrible region but they also have my team the michigan wolverines in it i try not to be biased but as you'll see it doesn't really work out but so our lot my lock upset for this one it's I, you'll see the bias again is South Dakota State beating Ohio State and it's not necessarily that I, I do hate Ohio State like you know yeah. I, I, <laughs> but I also don't like them as a basketball team I think they peaked way too early in the season with that Michigan State win at home they handily beat them everyone got all excited mm-hmm. I, let's not forget they this is the same team that lost to Gonzaga by 30 and Clemson to, by, to, by 15 yeah they're oh they're eight and four in their last 12 like They've lost to Penn State three times. I just don't see it. Like, yeah, me neither. Kata Bates, yeah, is a great player, but South Dakota State has looked really good. Mike Dalm. The dominator. <laughs> Mike Dalm, three time, he's two-time conference player of the year, three-time first team. He's going to have a choice to make. He could, We could see him in a Power 5 team next year as a grad transfer, grad transfer <laughs> or he could stay at South Dakota State. But right now, he's there, and I think he's going to do a lot of damage in this tournament. Yeah, my uh, lock... Uh, upset for this one. Uh, I I actually have 
three upsets in this one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have this, South Dakota State. This obviously. one could get ugly. This, this, this bracket could get ugly. Yeah, it could. <laughs> uh, I also took uh, San Diego State mm-hmm. over Houston. I, I have them too. Yeah, yeah they're they're stri- they've been really hot lately, especially mm-hmm. in their conference tourney. They ended the season ten two. Yeah. In their last twelve games, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have them moving on. Yeah, and got got to stick to that anti-American conference. Yeah. Got to <laughs> have some ground rules when we're doing our brackets. So then going down the line, we have both have Xavier moving on. And then, as you will see later, I wrote in my article, even though it didn't look too good, my, in my opinion, the most talented player in the country, Michael Porter Jr. in Missouri, they're in the tournament as an eight seed. And no, I don't want to get this hate. I don't think Michael Porter Jr. is the best player in the country at this time because I think DeAndre Aiden's more dominant. But at any time, 6'10", light it up from three, can play one through five. I think he can make a big impact on this tournament. Got the rust off, got the first game jitters off, and I think he'll be back for a big tournament. So I have them moving on, and then yeah, you know. uh, I actually took Florida State for this one. Okay. I, uh, I think that you know they got some big guys down there. They can mm-hmm. bang. Uh, considering Derek Barnett with the DWI, yeah. I don't know how that's gonna play out. Maybe he'll get suspended. Who knows? But uh, I like Florida State in this one. Yeah. And then moving on down the bracket, we both. Did you pick South Dakota State? Yeah, I did. So mm-hmm. we both had South Dakota State. We both picked that notorious 5-12 upset. Yeah. <laughs> and then moving down, Gonzaga at a four seed. Now, Gonzaga, we forget, was their top 10 team in the country for basically the entire year. And they looked really good at times. As you mentioned, that 30-point win Ohio State, a nice 20-point win against Creighton. And played Florida. I don't know if you you remember all the way back in the beginning of the year in that great game, the PK-80. Oh, yeah, that was a great game. As you said, game that Florida lost doesn't really age well, but they're a 30-win team coming off national championship chip, and I think Mark Few finally shut up the haters that are like, Gonzaga can't do well in the tournament. I remember, <laughs> you remember they lost in Wichita State as a one, like when they were a one seed. Oh, yeah. Had some struggles, but I have them moving on pretty easily and doing some damage later on in the tournament. Mm, yeah, I definitely have Gonzaga moving on, but uh, don't forget UNC Greensboro. You know, they do have a good yeah. lockdown defense. Yeah, 4-13, uh, and it looks, it looks intimidating to pick that. Yeah, it does, team, definitely. It happens more than you think. It happens more than yeah. you think. Mm-hmm. And then moving on, so we both had South San Diego State over Houston. I mean, Houston, they just—they don't really do it for me in that conference. Yeah, obviously. me neither. So why not take the upset? As we said, San Diego State looked really good lately. And then moving on, my team, Michigan, I like the draw against <laughs> Montana. I'll take it. Anything is possible always, but not the worst draw. Definitely could get worse. I have them moving on easily. I'm assuming you see. Yeah, yeah, I took Michigan. Uh, I like the way they're playing right now a yeah. lot, actually. They're playing <laughs> hot. I've been following them a lot. They hit their stride. <laughs> Yeah, they have. Uh, hopefully, this break didn't screw them up. I don't think it will. I don't think. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think it'll be fun. Whole, I think it's a whole lot of talk. I mean, those mid majors do it every year. Gonzaga does it basically every year. Exactly. I, tr- I trust coach. I trust Coach Beilein. Right. Not as a fan, as as a blogger. Exactly. <laughs> remember that. Um, then moving on, we have Texas A&M and Providence. Providence, great run in the Big East tournament, came up short, but was still able to get a ten seed against. A Texas A&M team that I've been very low on for basically since the entire season, seven and five in their last twelve games. They're one. They were at one point the last. They were like tied for last in the in the SEC. They've been all over the place, and I just see an Ed Cooley coach team with tournament experience just taking care of this ten seven easily. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Providence been playing really well in the conference tournament, and uh, Texas A&M really not shooting the ball well. They're averaging thirty two point five percent field goal percentage, pretty weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like Providence in, yeah. in this one. Definitely. And then moving on, we have the 215. We have UNC against Lipscomb. 
Lipscomb can light it up. I mean, <laughs> don't count him out. They haven't. It has happened before. But Garrison Matthews. Yeah, they have some big time players. But I do have UNC moving on handily. Joel Berry's back for his tenth straight NCAA tournament. Been there for a while. Right? That's how it <laughs> yeah. people stay for four years. Um, but he's back at coming off. I mean, Theo Pinson playing the best basketball I've ever seen him play. Um, no doubt. And this UNC team could definitely do some damage coming back, reigning national champions. A lot of pressure, but I think they're pretty good. Yeah, yeah, definitely UNC moving and on. So this one. Moving on, probably my biggest upset of the of my entire bracket. I have Missouri beating Xavier, and. And it's it's a stretch. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie. It's a stretch. Missouri could yeah. easily lose in the first round, but you got to take some chances. And I've never been high on Xavier. Xavier to me is kind of like the Raptors of NCAA basketball. It's like they're good. They're always good, and like you know they're good, but you refuse to believe that they're like a national championship threat. Like you refuse to believe that Raptors right. are actually gonna make it to the finals. Exactly. So for me, I had. I mean, it's not just Michael Porter too. Like this team played really well without him. Going into the preseason, I'm sure their offense was going through him, everything through him. He was their star, and then he went down with that back injury, kind of mysterious at first, but then everyone said he was out for the season. He's come back, but they played really well without him. Fourth in the SEC, 10-8, and eight, and they have a good supporting cast. Two seniors, Cassius Robinson and Jordan Barnett. They averaged 30 combined points on, three, on six made threes per game, and they're both shooting around 40%. So, And it's brother Jonte Porter. Starting to play his best basketball. Lighting so, up from three. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a good supporting cast. Like, it's not just him, but I think he's Michael Porter Jr. is bound to have a great tournament. I think he's been waiting to play all year. I think he was a little bit too anxious, too excited in that first game back, but he's had time. He's at a week. Time to think about it. Time to watch film, prepare, and I think he's going to be back for a big tournament, and I have them moving on to Sweet 16. Yeah, actually, I had Florida State moving on, different from yours, uh-huh. obviously. Um, but uh, Xavier, can't forget what they did last year. Of course. Yeah, yeah uh, J.P. McCurra and, and, and Trayvon Blatt uh, just, just got, uh, you know, they lit it up. From, like, Trayvon Blatt lit it up from three. I think yeah. he went off against my team. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I remember watching that game, and I was like, oh, my God, keep shooting, keep shooting. <laughs> As you know, there's some, some – some of you may know, some of you may not. Big Michigan fan, big Maryland fan. Ever since they've kind of joined the Big Ten, there's been some some beef, kind of rooted against each other's teams. I know it's it's not good. You should support your friends, but I think it's a healthy rivalry. So Trayvon Blewett, I mean, he did light up Maryland. And look, I mean, I had someone tell me like, why don't you like Xavier? It's the same exact team they brought. They made right, that run. It's exactly. the same exact team. Like they mm-hmm. didn't lose anyone. And I told him like, look, Villanova. They had that national championship team, and even though Chris Jenkins hit that big shot, Ryan Archidiakno was their point guard. Loved those two guys, but they brought back their core. They brought back Jalen Brunson. They brought back Josh Hart, and they got bounced to a, a rather mediocre Wisconsin team in the second yeah. round. Like Anything can happen in this tournament. So yeah. I think Xavier, I think the Big East is pretty mediocre, other than Villanova, and I just don't trust them. I just yeah. flat out. Fair. And then moving down, I... So do you have we had both at Gonzaga and South Dakota State? Yeah, we did. So mm-hmm. I had Gonzaga moving on. Cinderella's, yeah, it's Gonzaga as well. Cinderella's story only goes so far. Yeah. I think Mark Few is able to contain the Dominator, <laughs> as, we, as we mentioned, like, give him that nickname. <laughs> do we make that up? What? Do we make that up? <laughs> no, we, we did. 
We didn't make it up? No. <laughs> we should have copyrighted it. But, CBS. Oh, CBS. All right, we got a credit. Where, give credit where credit is due. <laughs> Anyways, moving on down, we both had San Diego State and Michigan. Mm-hmm. I have Michigan moving on. Yeah, Michigan as well. Okay, both have Michigan moving on. And then Providence and USC, both have UNC moving on. So. I do have UNC, but uh, Providence, you know, oh. they played uh, Villanova okay. close. But I do have UNC, but don't be surprised okay, if I Providence sh- pulls a Syracuse here. Yeah, you can never forget the Syracuse. Yeah. People don't remember about that Syracuse. It's like that was the year when no one thought they were going to get in. Then they got in. And it was like it was like oh the committee looks so good like yeah. they don't, they weren't weren't gonna put in Syracuse now they made it to the final four like people forget like they had they got to play the 15 seed because Michigan State lost and then they played like Gonzaga which was an 11 seed in the Sweet 16 right. and then finally had to play like 10 good minutes of basketball against Virginia and made that second half comeback but like that was they got a lot of luck in that draw but I mean if we look at this bracket we are I already have my number one out. And we have South Dakota State who could make some noise. That could definitely happen. Don't yeah. count it out. All right. Anyways, going to the Sweet 16, Missouri Gonzaga. I just don't. I mean, I think Gonzaga is a really well-rounded team. They're poised. They bring back Josh Perkins and Silas Nelson, a bunch of big good bigs down low, and Keon Tilly and Roy Hachimura. Hachimura. And Jonathan Williams. Is that how I'm saying it? Hachimura. Yeah. I'm gonna get to Jonathan Williams. So I don't. Yeah. I want to get the Hachimura. Yeah, Hachimura. <laughs> And Jonathan, can't forget about Jonathan Williams, dominant big down low. So I think they're a really well-rounded team. I have them advancing to the lead eight. And then Michigan-UNC, it played earlier in the year. And Michigan hung with them for a while, and then kind of UNC just kind of shot them out of the game. But Michigan's definitely a new team, I would say, since they oh, went on the road in Chapel Hill. And look, it's March Madness, and John Beon knows what he's doing in March. I have the Wolverines moving on to the lead eight. I do have UNC moving on this one. Uh, I'm still lingering back and forth between yeah. Michigan and UNC. We'll, we'll sleep on it for a couple yeah, of minutes. Yeah, we will. <laughs> and then, so I have Gonzaga and Michigan in my Elite Eight. I do have Michigan moving on. And it's not just, like I was telling Nikki before, like it's not that they're hot. Like I really do think this team is good. Like You have Mo Wagner, one of the, I think one of the best bigs in the country. He'll stretch you out. He'll attack you. He's got a good handle. And he's a, he's a really big threat because he's going to stretch your defense. And I think that's how they beat Purdue because it made Isaac Haas come out. And I think they're going to make Gonzaga's bigs come out and guard him. Xavier Simpson, the point guard, is coming into his zone. Got shooters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Duncan Robinson, Muhammad Ali, Abdurrahman. I mean, Jordan Poole coming off the bench. I think this team can do some damage. I really do. And I have them going to the Final Four out of kind of – we got a, they got a good draw with a weaker region. I don't think they, – they not didn't really have any heavy hitters. But – I think they got the benefit of the draw, and I have them moving on to San Antonio. Yeah, as you were saying, uh, Xavier Simpson, he's been playing really yeah. well. He controls yeah. the ball, controls the tempo, No turno- not a lot of turnovers. Uh, as free throw stroke has been getting a lot yeah, better. Yeah, I mean, ever since that new routine where he kind of drew to, to the, the right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's working, so have it. he can have it. Yeah, but uh, I do have Gonzaga and UNC here. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, I might pick Michigan instead yeah. of UNC, but as of now, I have UNC. They're playing very well lately. As so you guys, I do have as you guys can see, I'm a lot more sure of my picks than Nikki is. <laughs> so we might have to bring him on like Thursday morning right before we go to school, and he'll maybe give us his finalized picks then. So, <laughs> then we're going to move on to the East. And CBS, as they're doing this, they said this is their weakest region, and I completely agree. I mean, they mm-hmm. look down at it. I think it should, we both agree it should be a pretty easy path for Villanova. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're still going to go through it anyways. So for here, 
we have Villanova, obviously. Yeah, we both have Villanova, but the lock upset for me is actually Marshall over Wichita State. Mm. And I think Wichita State kind of got overseeded just because of the fact that they moved into that like American Conference out of the Mountain West. Uh, Seth Davis was talking about it. They won their conference last year, and they got a 12 seed, and they lost in the semis this year and got a four seed. And they still were a 25-win team, but like they lost. They had two lo- two losses to Houston, a loss to Oklahoma. That loss did not does not age well over time at all. And split with Cincinnati, they didn't really take care of anyone handedly. They didn't really play that fit that that hard of a schedule. And then you look at Marshall, lost to Xavier only by four, played them tough and beat Middle Tennessee, which many people think was a tournament team. Oh, they yeah. beat them twice. So I I have Marshall upsetting the Shockers. That's kind of ironic. But <laughs> I have Marshall upsetting them moving on to the next round. What about you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I actually My lock upset for this one uh, is either St. Bonaventure, their yeah. playing game. I think St. Bonaventure will win that game. <laughs> uh, I think they could beat Florida. Yeah, Florida have, has been playing pretty decently, but I do like St. Bonaventure. They got some yeah, guys competing down the line. Yeah. And then, but as we go on, Alabama. I have Alabama taking care of Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's kind of been on that 8-9 line for basically – the past month or two. And I just think Colin Sexton's coming into a player of his own. I mean, call him the young bull. He cannot <laughs> be stopped. He's facilitating. He's getting to the rim. His three-point shot's falling. I love his game. He's a non-stop motor. And I just don't think he's ready for his season to end. And I really look forward to him, hopefully, getting to match up with Jalen Brunson, who I think it should get the player of the year, averaging 20 points per game for Nova, taking care of the ball, taking care of their team. He's doing it all. So I would love to see a Colin Sexton, Jalen Brunson matchup. I'm predicting Alabama's going to win, and hopefully they take care of business. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, Colin Sexton could face Jalen Brunson, but I like uh, the Hokies in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, although they, the two, yeah, you could say, bad losses in the AC were uh, they're lost, both lost to Louisville. Yeah. However, they have, they're one of the two teams to be Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, they did beat Virginia in Virginia, actually. Yeah. And they did beat Duke and North Carolina yeah, and, and Clemson as well. They're capable of big wins. They are. I mean, these that's these eight nine games are so hard. Literally a toss oh. up. But I just think I don't think Colin Sexton's ready for his season to end yet. Saying so moving on down the bracket, five twelve. I have one piece of advice for you guys to not get carried away by the five twelves because as Nick and I were talking about it this year. A lot of the teams that were supposed to win their conference, like Vermont and all those one seeds, ended up losing in their conference tournament yeah. in Louisiana. So basically what that means, the domino effect to that, is teams that would usually be in the 13 to 14 ranges are now getting moved up to 12 seeds. Like we see Loyola Chicago, a complete mid-major, being an 11 seed. We don't really see that. So my advice is kind of just look at the 5-12s carefully and don't just say, oh, this is a 5-12 matchup. Like, I got to throw the 12 in there. Like, yeah, exactly. Some of these fives are really good. Kentucky, West Virginia. These teams are legit. So I would, I have West Virginia moving on. Murray State is good. Don't get me wrong. Good mid-major team. But you really need to look at these 5-12s. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I did take West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Can't discredit their defense and yeah. aggressiveness. So, yeah, I have West Virginia moving on this one. And then do you have Wichita State or Marshall? Uh, I did take Wichita State, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the okay. matchup next round. Yeah. <laughs> and then moving on, we both have – we're both assuming St. Bonaventure is going to move on and win that play on, playing game. Could change. And then yeah. we both have them going to beat Florida into the round of 32. And then moving on down, we have Texas Tech and Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin is like the ultimate upset pick, but 
one change since they last been like last been in the tournament. They don't have Thomas Walkup. For you who don't know Thomas Walkup, he is <laughs> the, the man. Guy, he is the guy that literally looks like the lumberjack walked up onto the, <laughs> walked onto the court and just they threw him a jersey. But he was a heck of a player for Stephen F. Austin over the years. He graduated. They don't have him anymore, and they're 14 seed. I love them, but I think Texas Tech's gonna take care of business. Yeah, uh, I do. I do like Texas Tech in this one, although uh, they did play Missouri close at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Quanzo Martin actually went into their locker room to tell them that they were a good team. <laughs> Remember seeing yeah. that on Instagram? Yeah. It was uh, pretty impressive. But yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely have Texas Tech moving on this one. And then a seven ten matchup between Arkansas and Butler. For me, I took Arkansas. I think Butler's offense, as we saw against Maryland, just gets way too stagnant at times. Yeah. And I, I mean, it'll look, it's seven. The seven and tens, the eight and nines are pretty much tossed But I think Arkansas has the benefit of playing in. I mean, they've had a, they've been playing well in the SEC. Split with Tennessee, split with Auburn. They do lose to North Carolina and Kentucky pretty badly, but they do have some quality wins in their conference. And I think they're going to take care of business. Yeah, I took Butler in this one. Although they did play pretty poorly against my Terps. Yeah. Uh I I like them overall. I think Clown Martin can. Uh, yeah, kind of dominate in in this uh, matchup, but yeah, Arkansas is definitely an athletic big team. Mm-hmm. You know they could win, but yeah, I'm confident in this Butler team. And then moving on down the two fifteen, we have Purdue. Nothing special. <laughs> and then Purdue and Arkansas. For me, I took Purdue. I don't really think Purdue is that good, but for me, Arkansas doesn't pose that kind of threat. Arkansas's best player, arguably freshman Daniel Gafford, and Purdue's biggest strength is their big, so that kind of offsets it for me. I think Carson Edwards is going to have a huge tournament. Really like his game. So I oh, think yeah. they move on pretty handedly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I took Purdue in this one. Uh thing that puzzles me about Purdue is how uh, they take Isaac Haas out in questionable you, situations. You, well, I, have to, he, I checked his – you go on basketball reference, probably – Basketball Reference is probably my favorite website. Oh, yeah. I spend way too much time on the <laughs> website. If for those of you who don't know, it'll give you every stat you could ever imagine on every player you could ever think of, college, pro, anything. So I was on there, and he plays. He only plays about 23, 24 minutes a game, yeah. which is crazy to think. I mean, as when Michigan was playing the Big, Te- Big Ten Championship game, I was like, take him out, take him out, take him out. Like, <laughs> but if I'm a Purdue fan, like, I'm like, what? he really like he exactly. Goes, yeah, he goes, I think like, the same three thing. Three to four minutes at a time, like he. I don't know. I, he's he's pre, he's an athletic guy for that size. It's not like he can't move. All right. So I, if that also puzzles me too, I don't understand how he can't go more than three minutes. Yeah. But I don't definitely. think I don't think they'll need him to play that many crazy minutes against Arkansas. So, but we'll see down down the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even though St. Bonaventure is very good, I really like them. I do think Texas Tech's gonna move on. I don't think St. Bonaventure poses enough of a threat as an 11 seed to move on to the Sweet 16. So I have Texas Tech moving on. Yeah, no doubt. I have Texas Tech as well. Uh, they have beat Kansas, West Virginia, and TCU both times. Yeah. And Nevada, don't forget. A lot of big wins. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, I think they'll move on this one. Uh, St. Bonaventure won't be enough. Yeah. Um, and then I have West Virginia moving on to Marshall. I don't even... When, when West Virginia plays a mid-major, all I can think about is the ball just flying all over, like with this mid with these mid-major teams trying to break the press, just like throwing the ball all over the place, trying to dribble through these traps. Yeah. I mean, as good as the, as poised as they are, I just think Bob Huggins is going to give these guys all they can handle, and I think they're going to move on to Sweet 16 and play Villanova. I have them Villanova beating Alabama, and that's a matchup I really want to see West Virginia against Villanova. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. Javon Carter versus yeah, Jim uh, Brownson. A lot of good point guards in this region. Yeah. Not that many great teams, but good point guards. I mean, the Villanova-West Virginia, it's 
going it's the poise of Jalen Brunson, Macau Bridges, Dante DeVincenzo, like the balance against the pressure, a high, a high up tempo. So that's gonna be I mean, Villanova, even though they did get a weak region, West Virginia is pretty good for a five seed. I think they're gonna give them a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. So I did take West Virginia. Oh really? Uh, no, no, beating Wichita oh, State. Oh okay. Yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Wichita State. I don't think they're strong enough defensively. Although they have mm-hmm. been playing pretty decent defensively, I think yeah. West Virginia uh, mm-hmm. can do it. Yeah. And then moving on to Sweet Sixteen, we have Villanova and West Virginia. I have Villanova moving on. I think Villanova's really, really good this year. I think Jay Williams, uh, Jay, uh, Jay right. Wright, <laughs> Jay Wright is a really great coach. I think Jalen Brunson's going to lead them past West Virginia. Yeah, me as well. Uh, got a lot of experience. I think mm-hmm. they'll definitely pass West Virginia. And then moving game. on down, Texas Tech-Purdue, I think that's a game a lot of people are not really going to care about, but that's going to be a really good basketball game because Texas Tech, as we said, high-volume wins. They're 7-5 and five against in their last 12. They haven't really been playing their best basketball as of late. Right. But they beat TCU twice. They've beaten Kansas. They beat West Virginia. They beat Texas twice. They beat Oklahoma. Like they have big wins in their conference, and they're capable of beating anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this one's gonna be hard. Uh, Purdue, Texas Tech, uh, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, my back and forth yeah, <laughs> as I keep saying. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Got to have. But yeah, I like Purdue. I, I hope they give the ball down to Isaac Haas yeah, like, much Purdue. more. Yeah, they can definitely. Uh, he can definitely bang down low and get some easy buckets. As as we mentioned before, that's another one of Nikki's toss-up games. You have to have at least one per region. Mark them down. No but doubt. I, I do have Purdue. Um, I have Villanova and Purdue. I think that's going to be a great game because I think Villanova is kind of small compared to Purdue. I mean, Purdue real Isaac Haas is just huge. Like I saw him play in person at the Big Ten tournament. He's huge. Like yeah. the TV doesn't do the justice. He is huge. But I think Villanova is going to take care of business and try to avenge that early loss against Wisconsin and get back to the Final Four, where I think they belong. I think they're a top-four team in the country at this point. Yeah, I definitely had uh, Villanova moving on. Uh, I like their experience, as I said. And uh, Macau Bridges uh, and Jalen Brunson together, I think they'll yeah. succeed. Macau Bridges, by the way, one of my favorite NBA draft prospects. Two-way player, lengthy, and you'll definitely hear about him from me in the coming months yeah i like the reference uh or the comparison to Kawhi leonard it's yeah good. it's very yeah. good comparison yeah definitely i can definitely see that and then say best for last and i think not on purpose but i think we did leave the best for last this midwest region just filled with stacked teams all Love over this the place. region big time players and we'll start at kansas i mean hopefully kansas take care of business against penn i have kansas moving on easily and then seton hall I talked about them in my article. They kind of got an unfavorable draw due to a bad loss in, in the Big East tournament. They're at an eight, but I do think they will move on handedly and beat NC State. The big three, Angel Delgado, Desi Rodriguez, and Kadeem Carrington, three seniors. I think they're back for another run or as far as it can take them, but I think they should at least move past NC State in the first round. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not really high on this NC State team. Yeah, you know, I they agree. Go- Early uh, exit in the AC tournament. Yeah, mm-hmm. like seen on this one. Yeah, and then moving on down, we do have a five twelve, and this is a five twelve that I actually like liked when they when we when they put it on the screen. Nikki and I were like immediately. Like, oh yeah. Yep, let's do it. <laughs> I definitely like it. You have Clemson, who's been off and on whether they're good or not for the pat for the whole season. They they're seven and five in their last twelve. Not that good. They did beat North Carolina, and they did beat Ohio State, but. I don't know. I, it, there's something about this team that just doesn't really do it for me. 
honestly, and we were watching New Mexico State play last night. Last night, were they playing? Yeah, last? yeah. They were last playing night. last mm-hmm. night, and they lit it up. They can light it up from three. They're aggressive. Zach Lofton yeah. can really stroke it. Yep, they they can light it up from three. They play great defense. They're active, and I think this is the perfect five twelve matchup. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, l- I really love this matchup. Oh yeah, New Mexico State definitely moving on. They can really rebound the ball, especially next round if they face Auburn. Auburn yeah. plays yep. small ball, so I think they're a Sweet Sixteen potential team. Mm-hmm. So and then moving on down, we have a four thirteen matchup. I actually took Auburn. I I don't know it for but for me, my theory is and Nikki and I both agree on this. Like when you guys are picking your upsets. If you have a team losing in the next round, my advice to you is sometimes take you got to just take the chance on the first round upset. Yeah. For example, I have New Mexico State as a 12 seed moving on to the Sweet 16. doesn't happen often, but I think this team is legit enough to. And I was going to have Auburn losing anyways in, in the next round, so I kind of just took a chance and gave myself an opportunity to kind of make up some points on everyone else in your pool. So I ended up taking Charleston as the upset. It's a risk having a 12-13 play. In the round of 32, but it has happened, and that's the chance I took. I think Nikki stuck with Auburn, but yeah, I was I just giving you guys like my explanation on why I took that. So when you guys are filling out your brackets, kind of pay attention to that. Yeah, I do love the way Auburn moves the ball. You know, they push it up the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like Auburn in this one. And then who was who was the playing game again for this one? Because I uh, this is Arizona State yeah, versus yeah, yeah. Uh, Syracuse. So I marked the to be determined for this one. Because I do like Arizona State to beat TCU. I don't like Syracuse to beat TCU. I don't think Syracuse is a tournament team. I think they should not have been in it. I think Notre Dame should have been in it over them. 100%. So that that's what we kind of forgot to talk about, that who got yeah. left out. But we both were on the same page that Notre Dame should definitely have been in the tournament. Played the whole year without their star player, Bonzi Colson, and still managed to have a, good, a decent record. They actually went into Syracuse and won without... Bonzi Colson and Matt Farrell. Yeah. They're two best players. So if that doesn't say it, I don't know what does. I mean, I know head to head shouldn't really be used in tournament resumes and deciding who's in, who's out. But I just think Notre Dame was a better team as of now than Syracuse is. So I'm I'm leaving that as the to be determined for now, but I'm gonna definitely gonna change that based upon the playing game. Yeah, that uh that draw for Syracuse game over Notre Dame was definitely a head scratcher. Yeah. Um for this one, I like if Syracuse wins this game, their playing game, I do like TCU because I think Syracuse plays too much ISO basketball. Yeah, and they have three guys. They You're talking about O'Shea Brissett, the freshman, Tyus Battle. Frank Howard. And Frank Howard. Those basically three guys who will yo-yo it on the three-point line and try to make a play. Yeah. I mean, that's not really tournament basketball, and that's kind of what I was getting at. Right. Where I just don't trust them. So, yeah, me neither. Yeah, TCU definitely moving yeah, on. We have, uh, you have TCU moving on. So then going yeah. down – I was a little upset about this draw because I do like Bucknell. Two Love seniors, Stephen Brown and Zach Thomas. Yeah, Zach, Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas. Been li- they, those two have been lighting up for their entire careers, and I really wanted to pick them. But for me, I think Michigan State is all business. I think they're going to feel disrespected as a three seed, and I think Tom Izzo and his guys are locked in. I think they should handle Bucknell pretty easily, despite Bucknell being a really good mid-major team. Yeah, uh, Bucknell did give my turfs. So yeah, they gave him a scare at home. Interesting, they gave interesting game. Luckily, <laughs> came away with that one. Uh, but yeah, I think Michigan State. Uh, you know, Tom Izzo, he's great uh, NCAA tournament coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Michigan State in this one. Hopefully, Joshua Langford can step up. Yeah, he's been playing uh, 
iffy lately, yeah, but I, he's I their think, X factor. I definitely. was literally just going to say that. Yeah. I was waiting until you're finished to say that, but you said it for me. <laughs> I think he's their X factor. I think you know, you pretty much know what you're going to get from Miles Bridges. You know what mm-hmm. you're going to get from Cassius Winston. If Jaren Jackson can stay out of foul trouble, you know what you're going to get from him. But Langford is really their X factor. Like, can he be that scoring shooting guard that they need him to be? And if he is, watch out for the for these Spartans. Yeah. And then moving on down, we have our last 7-10. Rhode Island, Oklahoma, which I think is going to be a great game. A lot of people on the controversy whether Oklahoma should have got in. And, I mean, you look at their resume, 18-13. Three and nine in their last twelve games. I mean, they do not have a tournament resume by any means, but you got to understand, as we've learned over the past couple weeks, especially the NCAA is a business, and there's no chance they're going to leave Trey Young, and rightfully so. Trey Young deserves it. There's no chance they're going to leave him out of this tournament. So they gave him the ten seed to go against Rhode Island, who was playing like probably a five seed earlier in the year. And it's tailed off. So that's going to be a great game. I have Rhode Island moving on just because I love Trey Young, but his supporting cast is so bad. Yeah. Like, I, I was watching them the other night. Like, they're dropping passes, missing layups, missing dunks. Like, I still stand by my theory that if Trey Young had the better teammates, he'd be averaging three to more, three or four more assists per game. But I just don't think his supporting guys gets it done. I think Rhode Island moves on easily. Yeah, agreed. I'm gonna. Let, I love this uh, E.C. Matthews Trey Young yep. uh, matchup as we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhode Island uh, like the way they play. Uh, they just got to get. They got to shoot the ball well as they did today against yeah. uh, St. Bonaventure. Jared, but yeah, I do have uh, Rhode Island moving on. This yeah, Jared Trail's got to show up. Yeah, he does. Did not show up today. That's yeah. what hurt him. Anyways, Duke should take care of Iona pretty mm-hmm. easily. And then Duke, you or I. The interesting thing with Duke, we'll get to this later, but like I really want to pick Duke. I think they're crazy talented, but they need a, they need a point guard. Yeah. Like they straight Duvall. up, Tra- like Trayvon Duvall. He just I don't know. He doesn't do it. He just doesn't do it for whatever reason. I saw him in high school, and he was a freak in high school, doing whatever he wanted. But that jump shot, not having a jump shot, it's gonna catch up to you guys. For all those youth players, like athleticism, it's gonna stop immediately. Like even you look at Russell Westbrook, like he didn't get to this level until he developed that pull up game, like. And Trey Duvall just doesn't have a great vision as a point guard, but he's definitely going to need to step up if they want to go deep in this tournament. But I think they're just based off talent and bigs, they're going to get by Rhode Island. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll Duke. Moving on this one, uh, I think their size will be too much for Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Rhode Island is a pretty big team, but yeah. Duke is too athletic, I think, overall. I mean, they have, they have two bigs who should be top 10 picks. Right. So that's really hard to guard. Yeah. And then Michigan State moving on against St. Bonaventure. Is that Saint- that's not St. Bonaventure. That's um these the two determined. Arizona State. The two uh, determined is yeah. messing me up on <laughs> ESPN. We're we're reading this off the ESPN tournament challenge on our computers. That's why I keep messing it up. The two B D is real. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's Arizona State. Michigan State should move on against Arizona State. Look, Arizona State. I mean, I think they're gonna give someone a run at the end of the day. Like this is a talented team that was competing with the. They were number two in the country, number three in the country at a time. Like. They kind of just fell off as of late, but I think they're still a talented team with Bobby Hurley as the coach. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I have Michigan State moving on as well, although I do have them playing TCU as you have them playing Syracuse slash uh, Arizona State. Uh, Yeah, I like Sparty in this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I definitely think they'll move on. And then going up the bracket, we have New Mexico State against – I have New Mexico State against Charleston. Battle of the mid-majors in the round of 32. And I have New Mexico State moving on, which is the primary reason I picked Charleston, kind of give my give myself a chance to make up some points. As I mentioned before, New Mexico State moving on. I think every every once in a while you'll get this mid major that makes a nice run, 
And I think New Mexico State is that team. They looked really good yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Especially, I have Auburn, obviously, mm-hmm. contradicting yours. Uh, yeah, Auburn is definitely a small ball, as I mentioned. New Mexico State can exploit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they rebound, like, <laughs> they rebound the <laughs> hell out of the ball. Yeah, you can say it. You can say it. We're good here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I definitely have New Mexico State moving on. Zach uh-huh. Lofton, as I said. Uh, yeah, hopefully he plays uh, very well in that matchup. Yep, and then we uh, moving up, I have Kansas Seton Hall. Um, I have Kansas moving on. I think they'll move on pretty easily. Malik Newman is playing like the high school player we thought he was. As mm-hmm. many, I don't know if you guys have been following him, but basically top 10 recruit, McDonald's All-American, had the whole thing, opted to stay home at Mississippi State and had a horrible year there. Averaged like nine points per game on like 40-something percent from the field opted to transfer and sat out a year for Kansas. Then he's back this year as a sophomore, retro sophomore. And he was having an iffy year, but he's really starting to light it up now. Had 30 in one of the games, the Big 12 tournament and has been a, he's that consistent perimeter threat that they need. So I think they'll take care of Seton Hall pretty easily and move on to sweet 16. Yeah, I do like that Kansas team. As you said, Malik Newman's playing uh, very well lately. Devontae Graham, yeah. uh, big 12 player of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely have them moving on and uh, yeah. We we I mean we th- I think we have the same Sweet Sixteen with Kansas, New Mexico State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Duke. Yeah. Okay. Nikki and I did not do our brackets together. By the way, this is just coincidence. Yeah. Um, and then up top, I have Kansas moving on to New Mexico State. Kind of a cop out that they get to play this right. twelve seed. But I mean, if you look at Auburn and Clemson, I really don't think either of those teams would have given Kansas a run for their money, anyways. Yeah. So I think they have an easy road to the Elite Eight, which could pay off for them. But and then this we get a rematch of the epic game in the beginning of the season between Michigan State and Duke. People forget Marvin Bagley actually got hurt. He got poked in the eye four minutes into oh, that yeah. game. That's right. And basically didn't play. So Duke took care of Michigan State behind Grayson Allen's thirty seven points, but without Marvin Bagley. Now they come back with Bagley, but Michigan State eleven and one their last twelve, only lost to the Wolverines in the big twelve Big Ten tournament. For me, I'm taking Michigan State just because I think they're more experienced in the tournament. You have Miles Bridges, who's been here before. Cassius Winston has been here before. I mean, I think they always have better experience playing together and better chemistry. Um, it's going to be sad for me to see an end to Grace Allen's career. <laughs> I love him. I've loved him since his freshman year, even when he wasn't really playing. I've been on the bandwagon for a while, so I hope his career never ends, but at a point, they all come to an end. So I have Michigan State moving on to play Kansas in the Elite Eight. Yeah, uh, I have Michigan State moving on as well. As you said, they've been playing really well lately. Cash mm-hmm. Winston's really been lighting up from three. Yeah. I forgot who they played. He actually went six or six yeah, from three. Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know which game it was either. But like if he shoots like that, they're going to be really Yeah, they're unstoppable. Maybe not like that because that's unreasonable. But if he's shooting around that range, yeah, that's a re- that's another threat to go along with the Joshua yeah, Langford, Josh Langford, right. Miles Bridges, and Jaron Jackson. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a lot to stop. Yeah. So then moving on, we're going to come back to our final four. So my final four, I have Arizona as a four seed playing Michigan as a three in one matchup. And then I have Villanova, Michigan State in the other matchup. Yeah, I have uh, UVA versus UNC on uh, the left side, and on the right side, Villanova versus Michigan State. Right. So we have this one same one of the similar matchups, and then one completely different. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think as sad as it is, is for me to to say, and hopefully this ends up happening. Um, I think Arizona State is going to take care of Michigan. Sadly, 
But I think Arizona is just going to be too much for Michigan. This Michigan team, as we talked about before, they're really good. Hmm. But at the end of the day, you look at Arizona's roster, they have talent. Like, they have crazy talent. They have NBA players, Raleigh Alkins, Alonzo Cherry, DeAndre Ayton. They've all declared for the draft. And they're NBA ready, those three guys. I mean, you look at Raleigh Alkins. You saw that poster last night. Like, (laughs) I mean, that's that's an NBA body. That's an NBA dunk. And I just don't think Michigan is necessarily ready to handle that. I think... Michigan is a really good team, but I think Arizona State's going to give them too much to handle. Yeah, on uh, this one, uh, we have completely different ones on this mm-hmm. side. Uh, I have UVA versus UNC. UNC, I was not very high on them to mm-hmm. begin with, but uh, their great play in their uh, AC tournament yeah. and to end the regular season has really uh, stumped me, and I do have them in the Final Four, but uh, I think UVA moves on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. All right, and then moving on to the right side, we actually have the same matchup. This was really hard for me to pick against Villanova because they've, since the beginning of the year started, I thought they were the best team in the country. They are the most consistent team in the country. Jalen Brunson's been the most consistent player in the country, in my opinion. And Macau Bridges, a great two-way player. He's going to give Miles Bridges all he can handle in this matchup. But I just think at the end of the day, like Jaron Jackson and Nick Ward and those guys, they're going to have a field day down low. And I am Michigan State moving on to their it's a national championship game to play Arizona. Yeah, definitely. Uh, since I'm doing, I have two separate brackets. Uh, I'm going to do two separate brackets this year. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things I'm going to switch. I'll, I'll Villanova in one, Michigan State in one. Uh, but yeah, and this one that I have right now, I do like Villanova in terms mm-hmm. of experience. Yeah, I mean, look, that's that was one of the hardest games for me to pick, and for did for the winner of that game was going to be my national champion. So that was a really hard pick for me, but I did have Michigan State, and then. I do have Michigan State beating Arizona. I just think if this actually happens, I think Michigan State is just the more poised team, the better coach team. Right. And I think DeAndre Ayton is – it's not going to be easy for him down there. Jaron Jackson is long. Nick Ward is big. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to be able to dominate like he has. I mean, you look back throughout the tournament, he's going to be able to have a field day against UVA, a field day against Kentucky, a field day against Miami, Cincinnati, whoever he plays. And yeah. I think this is the first time where he's going to run into an, an I mean, NBA-level big. Jaron Jackson fell a top-five pick probably. And I think he's going to have a really hard time. And I think their guards, Miles Bridges, if he gets matched up with Alonzo Trier, I think he's going to give Alonzo Trier a lot of trouble. Or Josh Langford, whichever one of them, both are great defenders. And I just think Michigan State's too deep. They're too... They're too big, they're, and I think they're too good. So Michigan State is my national champion, and I've been really high on them all year. I feel pretty good about this pick. They have kind of played, like sometimes you do see them play a bad brand of basketball, like at Maryland in the first half. They just looked out of sorts. Too many turnovers. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, and against Northwestern that first half. I mean, it's that was not ugly. Like, it's ugly. It's yeah. ugly basketball, but they've been able to flip the switch in both of those games, so I have no reason to believe that they can't do in the tournament. Yeah, um, I do, I, as I said, I have Villanova moving on. Michigan State could do it, though. As I said, I might put them in the second bracket. Mm-hmm. But uh, a I lot think... Of, a lot of options for Nicky Pat. He's not sure on anything right now. Uh, I'll definitely have Villanova winning this one uh, mm-hmm. in this bracket, though, because, as I said, I love their experience. Macau um, Bridges and Jalen Brunson, the uh, two solid weapons that can really do it for them. Yeah. But uh, Michigan State, if they do move on, I think the re- Miles Bridges, the reason why he did come back school is because he won national championship. He wants to win. Yeah. Um, and for me, I just feel comfortable about 
about either of those teams. I would feel comfortable picking Villanova or Michigan State because, in my opinion, I think they're two best teams in the country. Yeah. UVA is playing great basketball, but at the end of the day, like like we said, some team is going to get hot on them, and I don't know what they're going to do when that happens. I mean, their offense is good, but is it good enough? I don't think so. Yeah. So that was our tournament preview. I'm Jake. This is my boy, Nikki. Email me any questions at jakeinthepaint at, G- um, Jake at com. Hit me on Twitter at jakeinthepaint if you have any questions, stuff we want to talk about. And yeah, this is we're signing off on our Selection Sunday and Tournament Challenge preview. Yeah, we'll thanks be, for having me. Of course, and we'll be back at the end of the tournament to give you our recap, see how good or bad our brackets were. <laughs> and yeah, hope to see you guys then. Thank you for tuning in.